Planning for your financial future is a lot like solving a puzzle. Sometimes it's simple, like a jigsaw puzzle. You have all the pieces and you just need to find out how they all fit together to reveal the solution. But sometimes planning for retirement is more like a crossword puzzle. You don't even know the answers to some of the clues, let alone how they all fit together. Like how much can I expect to get from Social Security? How much income do I need in retirement? Or how much risk is appropriate? That's why certified financial planner Dan Capril is here to host Solving the Financial Puzzle. On today's show, we want you to learn more about finding the right answers to your financial questions and how those answers can fit together to bring you more peace of mind. So get ready. Solving the Financial Puzzle starts now. Thanks for joining us this week on Solving the Financial Puzzle. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril, your local advisor here in the Cincinnati and Dayton areas with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Dan is the president of Matson and Capril, a certified financial planner, your local wealth coach here in the area. Uh, you can reach Dan by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326 or by going to quizdan.com online. Dan, thanks for being here this week. How are you, sir? Doing great, Walter. In fact, I'm, I'm really pleased. I, I want to compliment our listeners who've really taken the time to take advantage of the offers we've been making, whether it be downloading the reports or the online courses that we have. Met some fantastic people with some great stories. And uh, that's what it's all about is, is doing it right, beginning with a plan. And um, I'm just thrilled how well the people in the Dayton and Cincinnati area have been responding uh, to this show. We promised you it would be different. We promised you that you would hear things that you're not hearing from other shows or really from your, even your financial advisor. And um, I'm happy to say we're living up to that promise and people are enjoying it. So I feel great about that. They are enjoying it. We're getting great feedback. And uh, as Dan said, thank you so much for listening to the show. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. We take all those different moving pieces in your life and we uh, put them together from a financial perspective to help you better prepare for your financial future, whether that's retirement, whether that's ch changing the way you invest, uh, whatever your goals are in the future, maybe saving money on taxes. Uh, we are here to to help. And uh, Dan Capril is your local wealth coach right here in Cincinnati and Dayton. We have email questions from folks across the area to get to this week. Dan, which by Good. the way, if you want to send in a question, go to quizdan.com to submit one. There's one from Lucy in Oakwood. She says, we're about to sell our house and move to a smaller one so that we won't have so much home and yard to maintain as we get older. I think mm. we'll make a profit of about $200,000. What tax implications will we face? Well, first of all, Lucy, congratulations on actually making a profit on the sale of your home because, as you all know, that's becoming more and more rare with the, the housing bubble burst and all those types of things. And my hunch is you probably either put a ton of money in your home, it's probably absolutely beautiful, or you bought it a very long time ago. The great news for you, Lucy, is unlike the way it used to be, you're probably not going to have any tax implications at all. Uh, you are allowed, each individual is allowed to shelter $250,000 of gain from the sale of their home. And if you're married, you get to shelter 500000 The rule, however, is you have to have lived in the house three of the last five years as your primary home. So this does not apply to investment property, if you have any of that out there. This applies only to your actual home. And that's a great improvement because there was a time when you only could shelter 125000 You could only do it one time in your life. If you didn't use the full 125, that was it. You lost it. And you actually had to wait till you were 55 years old. Now, thankfully, um, the law has changed, and there's a lot more latitude there. 
you could sell homes every three every three years and uh, make whatever profit that you could, provided again it is your home. So you should be fine as far as that goes. Now the key, Lucy, is to make sure that with those profits, you are doing something wisely with them. And if they're, if you're going to be using them for your retirement income, that they be structured in a way that provides you with consistent income that is liquid. You know, the problem with real estate is it's not. So if your thought process is to just tie that up in more property, I mean, that might work for you, but for a lot of people, it won't. So just be very careful about that. That's a great point and a really good question from Lucy. Thank you so much for going to quizdan.com and submitting that question. Don't forget that's where you can send in your questions to Dan Capril. You want to set up a time to meet one-on-one with Dan and his team at one of their offices here in Cincinnati and Dayton. You can do so by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Another question this week from Ann in Bellbrook. Ann says, what do you look for in a mutual fund before you will invest in it? Very good question, because there's oh, so yeah, many out there, Dan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are actually, and there are more mutual funds than stocks traded. And over the history of mutual funds, almost, almost as many have been retired as are in existence today. The biggest wow. problem with most mutual funds, well, first of all, let me back up. The mutual fund as a concept is a wonderful thing, and you and other investors pool your money together, and by doing so, you're allowed to buy literally thousands of companies for as little as maybe $3,000. So that provides you with excellent diversification. The problem that I run into with a lot of them, in fact, most of them, but not all, is they are managed by people who think that they can selectively stock pick and market time in a way that beats market averages. And every once in a while, they get it right. But one of the things I like to show my clients is that if you had a time machine, if you could go back 20 years and you would buy what were then the the top 30 funds based on the prior 10 years experience, you would be amazed to look at the success or really failures that they had from that point going forward. So many funds that have five-star ratings today, it's overwhelming how many drop to three stars within the next two or three years. And the simple reason is because selective stock pick and market timing is not a skill-based exercise. It's speculation, speculation where the odds are not in your favor. So the first thing that I'm going to look at is what's the investment strategy? Are they trying to beat market averages or are they trying to give you market averages? Now, something to look for in along those lines is the turnover ratio. If this is a fund that's doing a lot of buying and selling, you need to understand that it costs more money to buy any stock than the money you would receive if you simultaneously sold it. In other words, stocks and bonds are sold with markups. And if you're going to be constantly buying and selling within the fund, those markup expenses are going to hurt you. It's not unusual to lose 1% to 3% a year in just what we call turnover costs. The fact that these, these funds are constantly doing all this internal buying and selling. You know, they're telling you to buy and hold, but they're not buying and hold. The other thing that we're going to look at is what are the management fees of the fund? What are the, how much are they taking out for them? on a regular basis. Now, you don't even see these expenses. They're in the prospectus, but they come out before the share price is even calculated. Believe it or not, unlike other things in life where you tend to get more if you pay more, that's not true with mutual funds. Study after study shows that the lower the cost of the fund, the more likely it is that you're going to get a higher rate of return. So basically what we're looking for is lower cost. We're looking for a strategy that's not designed to stock pick or market time. And if those things work, 
it might be a, a good one for you. We do a wonderful um, study in our office for every one of our clients, and, and I really encourage you to think about coming in on this. It's called the Portfolio MRI. And what I do is I show you things that most people are completely unaware of about their, their funds because we have these great tools at our disposal that will give you a very objective analysis going forward. Another great question from one of our listeners, and again, we invite you to send your questions in uh, throughout the show, after the show, maybe during the week, something pops into your mind, you just go to quizdan.com where you can submit that question. Also on quizdan.com, you can get some great information about the financial world, uh, learn how to save a lot on taxes by taking some tax courses there, lots of ways that you can learn and get educated about the financial world as well. That's all available at quizdan.com, and of course, you can also call 844 844- Quiz Dan. That's 844-784-9326. The thing that really strikes me, Dan, is the fact that there are more mutual funds than stocks, considering mutual yeah. funds are made up of stocks. Is, that, is, that's isn't a, that amazing? That really blows The marketing people have really gotten a hold of the, that industry, and it's not necessarily a good thing because they're just coming up with, with creative names for products that aren't necessarily going to bring value to the investor. Let's get to one more here, Dan. This one's from Leon in Centerville. Uh, Leon says, I use a spreadsheet to determine how long my money will last during retirement. Leon, you sound like a do-it-yourselfer. Good for you. Yes, yes. Uh, is that a good approach, or am I missing something? Leon, this is one of my favorite observations that people make, and the answer is you probably are missing something. Let me explain. When you're in the accumulation phase of life and you're putting money away, the average rate of return you get is all that matters. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got 8% every year or one year you got 25 and the next year you got four. The average rate of return is what's going to matter. However, when you are retired, let's think about, Leon, what we're doing here. We're actually selling part of our portfolio for cash to live on. Now, when that happens, that means we are literally turning shares into cash When the value of our portfolio goes down, we have to sell additional shares to net out the same amount of money. And the opposite is true. Portfolio values rise, we sell fewer shares. We could average 8, 9, 10% and still go broke if we have enough negative years of return, especially in the early years, because those extra shares that we sell, they're gone. They're not coming back. So it really doesn't matter what your average return, I mean, it matters, but it's not as critical as the consistency of your return. And the problem with spreadsheets is that you're almost always putting in one rate of return for each year, which of course, you don't know what the rate of return is. When we work with a client and we develop a retirement analysis, we literally run 10,000 retirement simulations and we use random rates of return within the logical range of returns that that portfolio is going to have. There are mathematical measurements that can tell us there's a 95% chance in any one year your portfolio is going to be, let's say, between minus 10 and plus 28. Now, most people have no idea what their range of returns are likely to be. That's why it's so important we do something like the portfolio MRI, because we show them that. We show, look, there's a 95% chance in any one year you're going to get a rate of return between X and Y. And then what we do then is we have the computer run 10,000 retirement simulations, picking rate of, random rates of return within that range. I have absolutely no idea how much money you're going to have at 85 or 90, but I do know this. I know I'll be able to come up with a statistical likelihood of you having any money at those ages. So to just randomly say, well, as long as I get 7% every year and I'm going to, and I spend six, I'm going to be fine. That's true, but that's not likely to happen. 
there's absolutely no way you're going to know what your rate of return is going to be every year. So spreadsheets being used for retirement analysis, very, very problematic. Some serious mathematical flaws that go in there. Uh, what you want is something that, that takes into consideration the, the variance, the, the, the volatility of one's portfolio. And that's something that we can do for you. If you come into our office, we'll show you how our tools work, whether it be the portfolio MRI or the retirement income simulator that we use that don't try to predict the future. We use statistical modeling that's based on solid principles like reversion to the mean and standard deviation, things like that. It's worth it to you, even if you're a do-it-yourselfer. I got to tell you, it's, it's worth it to you to have an outside person objectively look at what you're doing and give you some insights to help you go for it. You will be a better do-it-yourselfer to get this kind of insight. So, you know, again, whether it be you're having tax implications potentially with sales of property, you're not sure what mutual fund uh, to use, you're not even sure if you have enough money to, to last the rest of your life, those are the types of things that we're pretty adept at helping people doing. We do it for a fee, so we're not giving away free information, hoping you're going to buy something from us. Um, the fee will vary depending on what your situation is. But the important thing is you're going to get a holistic and objective, unbiased analysis that then you can decide how you want to go ahead and implement. We are not going to disguise planning as a sales proposal. We're not going to do that. Planning is planning. You decide where you're going to want to buy the products. That's a great point. And this is what you need to do to get in touch with Dan Capril today to set up that time to meet and go over your situation. 844-QUIZ-DAN. That is 844-784-9326. 844-784-9326. That'll put you in touch with Dan Capril here on Solving the Financial Puzzle, your local wealth coach right here in Cincinnati and Dayton with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. The number to call is is 844-QUIZ-DAN. You can also go to quizdan.com or 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Find a way to get in touch. Talk about what's going on in your financial life and how you can improve your status going forward. Work with a team that you can turn to at Matson and Capril right here in the area. 844-QUIZ-DAN or 844 844- 784-9326, your number to call. Stay right there. More to come on today's show. This is Solving the Financial Puzzle. With a constantly changing financial landscape, having a written, customized plan for retirement is more important than ever. In Cincinnati and Dayton, turn to Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326 to schedule a complimentary review of your financial situation. That's 844-784-9326. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril. Dan is the Certified Financial Planner at Matson & Capril, President of Matson & Capril. In fact, he's your local wealth coach from Cincinnati to Dayton and everywhere in between with offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Dan, investors should be aware of advisors uh, all the time, pretty much. I mean, uh, you you advisors are, uh, there's a lot of you shysters out there uh, when it comes to advisors. <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really feel about us, Walter? <laughs> we, 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 I'm not lumping you into the category no, necessarily. No, no, no. I understand. I understand. But, but isn't that true? No. I mean, there's a, there's oh, a lot I, of unscrupulous listen, people out there. Listen, you know, uh, we just completed the World Series, and a lot of people don't know this story, but 
The New York Mets, who obviously reside in a major market, are actually a small market team payroll-wise because of Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff made off with several billion dollars of the Mets owner's money, which was specifically set up for the team. In baseball, you don't have a salary cap, so you, you can pretty much do whatever sure. you want if you're, if you're wealthy enough. And, um, and that, that devastated that team. Um, they had to completely re- rebuild. Now, to their credit, like the Royals, they did that. You know, They said, okay, we're not going to do it with big-name players. We're going to bring our own players in. But there are definitely um, people like that. In Cincinnati, we had a guy by the name of Glenn Galemo who walked out with $6 million. He's in jail today. So absolutely, you have to be um, very mindful of who you're working with. The barriers to entry to call yourself a financial advisor, sadly, are quite low. Now, I don't necessarily want the government to come in on this one, but I do want you, the investor, you, the consumer, to understand what you should understand. I want you to know what you need to know so that you're making good, solid, prudent decisions. There is a wide range of designations, of training Mm -hmm. levels that people go through to call themselves a financial advisor or planner, what have you. And that can all be confusing, and it can be, you know, and and the different designations mean different things, but we're not going to get into that part of it. What we're going to get into is some of the red flags, some of the warning signs, okay. some of the, yeah. uh, you know, Things hey, they say. Yeah. beware of an advisor who acts like this. Then you can throw all that other stuff out the window and just focus on how the advisor acts or what they say and do rather than, you know, the pretty sign that's out front of the building or what the designation yeah. is. So uh, here's some things to be aware of, and, and I'll ask you, Dan, to kind of expand on <laughs> why these things are. Uh, the first one is beware of advisors who tell you they can forecast the next bull or bear market. Anybody pulling out that crystal ball, beware. Oh, huge. And you see it all the time. Now, here's why you need to be very careful of this. Ask your advisor who tells you that he's got some type of system that that predicts market movements. Ask him, well, do you view news as unpredictable or predictable? Now, he'll probably see where this is going, but he's going to have to be honest and say, well, news is unpredictable. So if news is unpredictable, and markets react to news, then aren't markets unpredictable? And then you're going to get a bunch of hubba, hubba, hubba. He's not going to be able to answer that question because he's, you just caught him in the trap. And that's exactly what we need to understand is that so much of Wall Street and investment firms is not at all about investment strategy. It's about getting you to buy stuff, make trades. Those online trade platforms, they're making over, um, they make over a half a million dollars a day in just those $9 transactions that people do. Market timing and forecasting cannot be done with skill unless you get information before anyone else gets it, and they don't. Now, they're going to from time to time say, yeah, it's hard, but we can do it because we did it over these years. You know what? People flip coins 10 times in a row every now and then. People win lotteries all the time. It doesn't make them skillful in what they're doing. You have enough people try to do something, someone is going to get it right regardless of whether or not they know what they're doing. So, look, you don't have to take it from me. Nobel Prize after Nobel Prize has been awarded. Heck, one was just awarded last year to Eugene Fama, who made this very keen, this very same observation in the 1960s. Mm. We've had books written. Burton Malkiel's Random Walk Down Wall Street. Charles Ellis's um, um, book, which we're going to talk a little bit about coming up here. It's, it, look, the, the argument, it's over. Uh, it's been clearly established that markets are unpredictable. Stock picking market timing are losers. And people who are going to try to convince you they have the crystal ball, well, you know what? 
You better hope they've got a time machine because that's the only way they're doing it with skill. Yeah, that's a very good point. And unfortunately, uh, other than the DeLorean, we don't have a whole lot of time machines floating around out there these days. And and I'm the only one who has it, but it's a very small one that I got <laughs> off of Amazon. And until I get a shrinking machine for myself, I can't get inside it. There you go. So we're, we're going to have to wait until uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids really comes to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> then we can utilize your mini DeLorean. So there we go. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. We, we, we know how to get there. We just don't know how to <laughs> actually make it happen. So what about advisors who do the free dinner seminar thing? Okay. Is that, is so that, is is that gonna, a good thing or a bad thing? I'm going to argue it's a horrible thing. Okay. And here's why I'm going to tell you. If you go to one of those free dinners, there's about a 1 in 25% chance that you're going to pay for dinner for the entire room. Here's the idea. Have you come for a free dinner? Now, I have seen some advisors do this, in my opinion, properly. But for the most part, when you go to these things, they're always about trying to get you. Well, first of all, the doom and gloom subject is usually told. Um, you know, the markets are going to react horribly to this. And that we're going to have a rise in, in, um, in taxes going forward. And again, stuff they don't know, but, but it, it sells really well. Ultimately, what I see so many of these, not all, but so many of them, are all about getting part of your money into a high commissionable product. Now, that product may be needed for you. But I don't see a whole lot of holistic planning being done in a lot of these cases. And I know this because these people come see me later. And I'll say, well, what motivated you to buy this? Well, you know, he went to this dinner. And I said, well, you know, what type of a plan did he do? Well, he didn't do a plan. Well, what did he do? Well, I got this illustration. And what happens is a lot of these cases is they're hoping to get 20, 25 people to come to this. They're going to spend about maybe two grand for the dinner. But at a 7% commission, if they can get one person to give them half a million dollars, that's 35 grand that they're going to get. So one person is essentially going to buy dinner for everybody else. This free dinner could be the most expensive dinner you ever go to. I feel strongly that, that good advice is done objectively without the sale of a product. And too often I see these things and, and it's not the case. Heck, I know a lot of these people who are putting these things on. So just be a little mindful. That. Go for the dinner if you want, by all means. Then come see me, and I'll tell you if the, what they're proposing is objective. But if the food's good, by all means, go. Just just be careful about the commitment you make. Very important to remember, and uh, it's it's just really interesting when you see all of these different things that come into play. This is not to oh, say yeah. don't do any of these things. That that automatically just be mindful, be careful, be mindful. Yeah, I, yeah. you don't. I don't like them out, to. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to broad brush the entire industry, but I do know that, you know, where a lot of this happens, I don't mind being a little bit passionate about it because it bothers me when people get hurt. Let's do one more here, Dan. Uh, okay. These these tips to be aware of when you're working with an advisor, whether it be one that's current or if you're shopping for an advisor. This one you touched on a little bit earlier, so I'm glad we're getting to expand on it now because, you know, free sounds really good. So yeah, why should we too. be aware of an advisor um, who's going to do planning for us for free? Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, it's bad because he's not doing it for free. So what's going to happen here is he's going to convince you that he will do an objective plan. And, of course, you know he's got to make a living. And the way he's going to make a living is to hope that you implement the plan with him. And, in fact, the plan will probably be written in a way in which you have to implement it with him. In fact, I know some who won't even let you take it with you if you decide that you don't want to work with them. A lot of times these plans are just basically sales proposals. So just understand that if you're going to get something objective, hey, let me, again, I'll go back to my, 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 my favorite doctor, Dr. Schroeder. If I go see Dr. Schroeder and I'm not feeling well and he checks me out and he said, you know what? You're perfectly fine. You know, you just got a virus. Just go home, you know, get, get, get some nap, get a nap and, you know, watch TV and, and drink plenty of fluids. Great. He was objective. Now, you know what? I get billed for that time. No problem. He was objective. Now, if the only way Dr. Schroeder was going to be compensated 
was to give me some kind of medicine, I'm sure he could come up with one that I could take. Now, whether or not it would make that much of an impact, who knows? But that could be a motivation. So understand that we objectivity almost always comes at a price. And when someone is saying to you, well, we'll do that, it's not going to cost it. Yeah, it's going to cost something. It may actually cost you even more. Um, nothing makes me happier than when I sit down with a couple, we do, it, we do a plan, and we look at it, and we realize that they've already done everything they need to do. They're in great shape. I shake their hand, we give them a bottle of champagne, and we say, go. You've done a fabulous job. No change is needed. I love that. Now, do we still charge them for that? Yes, we do. And hopefully, though, they have gotten a great sense of comfort that they're in the right direction. And sometimes we will continue to work with them. We'll update their plan and those types of things. But you need that type of objectivity. If you don't, you, you know, I just think you're, you're misleading yourself going forward. And that's something that a lot of people fall victim to is falling for those those easy opportunities. And we should know better by this point in time in our lives that, you know, the things that are worthwhile aren't that easy. They they aren't that, you know, sounds too good to be true kind of situation. Sometimes you have to, to make sure you're, that you're working with somebody that's got your best interest in mind and someone who has those sort of hidden motivations may not be the best fit. Be skeptical. Um, skepticism can work for you quite well when it comes to your money. And, uh, and go with your gut. But, yeah, just understand if it sounds too good. You know, it's the old free lunch syndrome. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And a lot of times what is what is being pushed to be in your best interest may not be. It's kind of like those drug ads that you see on TV. So I strongly encourage you, you know, before you get into this whole product buying cycle, let us help you. Let us sit down with you. Let us show you what an objectively written financial plan is all about, what a true coaching strategy is all about. I assure you it will be very different than the most things you've ever seen before. And do yourself a favor. Do it now. You know, we're getting towards the end of the year. Another year is about to start. I talk a lot about the need to do proper tax planning. And as we go into a new year, you need to get those things done. Don't procrastinate this. It's easy to do that. It's easy to say, well, I'll get to it next time. Here's the number that you need to call to reach Dan Caprill on Solving the Financial Puzzle, 8 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Don't worry, you're not going to call and we're going to put you on the air right off the bat, something like that, or feature your <laughs> no, question no, unless no. you want it. Uh, a lot of people sometimes think that's what happens, and uh, we want to clarify. No, no, no. You, we're not going to just throw you on the air to talk about your no, financial you're just issues. you're talking to me directly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Dan and his team at uh, Matson and Capril, serving Cincinnati and Dayton and the surrounding communities as well. 844-QUIZ-DAN is your number to call. That's 844-784-9326. If you like doing things online instead of picking up the phone and calling, you can go to quizdan.com and access a lot of the same great information and get in touch with Dan that way. That's quizdan.com. Offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Again, your number to call is 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Coming up next on Solving the Financial Puzzle, it's Tales from the Tax Side. And the headline Dan has sent me this week is Deduct the Alamo. We'll find out what that is all about coming up next here on the show. Stay tuned. Composer Stephen Sondheim once said, The nice thing about doing a crossword puzzle is you know there is a solution. That's exactly how you can view the financial world. You know there's a solution to the sometimes complex challenges facing you especially when you plan for retirement. And if you need some help finding the right answers, then keep listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. 
You're listening to Solving the Financial Puzzle with Dan Capril. He is your local wealth coach here in Cincinnati and Dayton with offices throughout the area. Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, Northern Kentucky even. Dan is the president of Matson and Capril and is a certified financial planner. You can go to quizdan.com for some great information or call 844-QUIZ-DAN with your questions. And uh, also, Dan is the author of the book, Retirement Survival. Dan loves stories, and he loves telling stories as well. And we always have a part of the show that we call Tales from the Tax Side, where we look at an entertaining, interesting, and informative view of the financial world from a tax perspective. And Dan always sends me the headline of what we're talking about uh, for each show. And this week's headline says, Deduct the Alamo. So yes. where are we going with this one, Dan? Well, first of all, Walter, have you ever been to the Alamo in San Antonio? I haven't, no. San Antonio is on my list of places to go visit soon. It is a very cool uh, city, and uh, everybody who goes to the Alamo the first time, they almost universally say, I thought it would be bigger, uh, because the actual building itself is quite small. Of course, at the back then, you know, what was then San, what is now San Antonio didn't exist. But, um, you know, that was where, um, you know, General Santa Ana um, took on 182 Texans and uh, not only did he defeat them, he, he killed them all, you know, including beloved people like Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie. And that ultimately led to Texas rising up, um, becoming free of Mexico, and then eventually, you know, voluntarily becoming part of the United States. So a lot of Texas history, people from Texas, very, very proud of their history. And interestingly enough, one of the largest collections of um, memorabilia from that era, whether it be uniforms or knives or stuff that actually happened right there at that battle scene, uh, was just recently donated, about $15 million worth. Now, when you hear that, you're thinking, oh, man, this has got to be somebody like a Jerry Jones or somebody, some wealthy person from Texas, um, the guy who owns Dell Computers. It's got to be somebody who's, you know, has got this Texas in their blood. No. $15 million worth of Alamo memorabilia was donated by none other than that crazy Texan himself from England, Phil Collins of the <laughs> band Genesis. Phil <laughs> Collins. Yeah. I mean, Phil, I guess, apparently, as he became successful and had money to collect stuff, instead of doing fine arts like a lot of celebrities do, he decided to buy stuff for the Alamo. And he's got it all. He's got uniforms. He's got guns. He's got bayonets. He's got documents, which really are where the, the value is. So he's got all that stuff that he's collected over the years. And he has now decided to donate it to the Alamo itself to be a part of their, their visitor center, which is fabulous. I mean, he could have easily made a profit on this, but he donated it really to the organization that's going to value it the most. Because uh, now when you go there, you're going to see things that, that you know show the authenticity of it all. Now, what's interesting about this is, you know, with everything in life, there's always a tax angle to it. So let's just say hypothetically, and he admits he spent more than he should for this collection. He says, yeah, easily in the seven digits. So let's just hypothetically say that Phil spent $5 million for this when it's now worth $15 million. If he was to go ahead and sell it, at least in U.S. taxes, He's going to owe $2.8 million. Now, that's just for capital gains. And then on top of that, there's now this new little additional tax that gets applied, um, which is 3.8% on your profits if your income's above $200,000. It's really part of the Affordable Care Act. But that would, that would owe him another, he'd owe another $380,000. So for him to sell, he would lose a significant amount of his overall profit. Instead, he's decided to donate it. 
which is great. You know, obviously, Phil, I don't think he's too hard up for the cash, so he's going to be fine. But he's now going to get a deduction of $15 million, which at his income rate probably means he could earn at least $4 million going forward and not pay any income tax at all. The thing I always want to emphasize to people when it comes to charitable giving is too often we don't know what it is that we have. Um, we give away stuff to uh, Goodwill or St. Vincent de Paul or Matthew 25 Ministries or whomever, and very often you're not doing a, a thorough inventory of those items. Those organizations just give you a piece of paper, say, here, fill it in, and you know as long as it's over $250, you have to have a, a record in case the IRS comes asking for you. In reality, I've seen example after example where those items are worth far more. Now, sometimes it's just a matter of knowing what services to, to go to. But the thing is, is this is another example of where tax planning doesn't get done properly. People give stuff away. They don't really think about it. They don't really think about the values. And I think it's largely because they're, they're not working with people who can guide them through that. They're working with a very good maybe accountant who's great at filling out the forms, but they're not working with somebody who can do effective tax planning. When we work with our clients, in addition to doing things like our portfolio MRI and our income analysis reports that we do, we also do the tax blueprint. And the great thing about the tax blueprint is it's guaranteed to produce tax savings more than tw at least twice of whatever fee that we charge you. And those tax savings occur not only in the first year, but if they don't change the law, you'll get those tax savings each and every year. But it comes with good planning. It comes with having an understanding that not everything you give is going to be written off quite the same way. Different assets are taxed differently and deductions are different. So we've got to have a clear understanding of that. And if you're just making these donations every year, which I think is fantastic. I mean, I'm a huge believer in charitable giving. But let's do it in a smart way that will not only benefit the organizations that you want to help, but, but they're also going to benefit you. I can assure you, Phil giving this away to the Alamo, while he did it out of the kind of his heart, trust me, he knows there were some advantages to doing it from a tax full advantage of those. So if he goes now and tours the United States, he's going to be able to offset this deduction against some of that income. Well, you should be doing the same thing. So take the time to do that. Let us show you that. You know, we're getting close to another tax year coming up. We're getting ready to finish this one. Don't waste any more time. There are things that we can help you with now that will affect you for the rest of this year. But more importantly, we'll put you on a plan going forward that's going to maximize your tax savings year after year after year. You only have so much time left in this year. Once 1231 comes, it's over. Do it now. Learn what the tax blueprint will do for you. Learn the difference between tax filing versus tax savings. Pull your car over right now. Give us a call. We'll get you in. We'll get a feeling for the direction you're heading in. No, you don't have to fire your CPA. If anything, we're going to make your CPA's jobs a lot easier because we're going to do things that are going to help you bring less information to him that can legally lower your taxes. This is the number that you need to call to get in touch with Dan Capril and his team here in Cincinnati and Dayton throughout the area. You can meet with the team at Matson and Capril by setting up a time. All you have to do is call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. 
844-784-9326. Set up a review. Your initial meeting with Dan is complimentary. Just find out about uh, his team and some of the strategies that they use. Find out where there may be opportunities for you to improve your financial situation, especially when it comes to taxes. And these are the kinds of lessons that we take from Tales from the Tax Side. You see what some of these outlandish situations are, but yet the strategies that get employed. And then you have that realization that you can take advantage of these things too. So 844-QUIZ-DAN is the number to call. That's 844-784-9326. You can also go to quizdan.com, learn how to beat the IRS legally. That's quizdan.com and find out some good information there as well about planning for your financial future, especially from that tax angle. And uh, we do appreciate you listening to the show each and every week here. We always enjoy the stories that Dan tells us on Tales from the Tax Side. We also enjoy hearing about some of the books that Dan reads. He's an avid uh, and voracious reader, if you will, and uh, he likes to give away a book or two each and every week here on the show. And it's what we call our book of the week that gets featured. And then here's the cool part, the best question asked by either calling 844-QUIZ-DAN or going to quizdan.com. The best question of the week gets a copy of the book of the week. And what is this week's book of the week, Dan? This week is a book called Winning the Loser's Game by Charles Ellis. Now, this book does not get quite the same popularity as, say, Burton Malkiel's Random Walk Down Wall Street or the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books. It should. This is a brilliant book. And by calling Investing the Loser's Game, uh, Ellis draws an analogy to tennis. You know, unless you're a very good tennis player, the secret to winning is just get the ball over the net. You don't have to start going for the corners or going for the lines because the, for the average tennis player, most points are, are based on what we call unforced errors. And it's the same thing that he sees in investing. All these attempts that people try to make to, to time markets or stock pick, they're losers' games. If you basically just got market rates of return, Understand, of course, there's many different markets, so you want to be in several of them. You're going to do a lot better. So brilliant book by a very brilliant man. He's still alive today. I, in fact, I've had the good fortune of having lunch with him. And uh, you will enjoy this book as one more testimony that stock picking and market timing are myths. And I think the more people read this information by these very, very smart people, they're going to start to understand that we've been deluded all these years into believing that Wall Street can do something for us that, quite frankly, they can't do. So Winning the Loser's Game by Charles Ellis. Love to give this book away to people. It's a fabulous book. That's Winning the Loser's Game. You can get a copy if you ask the best question this week on quizdan.com or by calling 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Or again, quizdan.com. And you can have the chance to get the book of the week, Winning the Loser's Game by Charles Ellis. Stay right there. We have much more coming up on today's show. We're going to ask Dan if he agrees or disagree with some of these popular statements, some funny, some serious, uh, from different financial pundits uh, that, that have been made recently or in the, uh, in the past about the financial world. And we're going to ask Dan if he agrees or disagrees, and I think you'll be entertained by some of these that we have coming up. I think you'll also learn a little bit of something, too. That's coming up right here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Dan Capril is your local advisor in Cincinnati and Dayton. He's a certified financial planner and the person that you can turn to for guidance and advice in the financial world. 
His team has offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, and Northern Kentucky. Call to schedule a complimentary review of your retirement plan by dialing 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. Thanks for joining us on Solving the Financial Puzzle this week. Walter Storholt alongside Dan Capril. He is your local wealth coach serving Cincinnati and Dayton and the surrounding communities as well. Dan is a certified financial planner. Offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, even in northern Kentucky as well. Uh, President of Matson and Capril. Quizdan.com, where you can go to find out information about Dan and his team. He's the author of the book Retirement Survival. You can also call 844-QUIZ-DAN. You know, Dan, from time to time, we like to explore recent quotes from well-known personalities that have at least some level of financial credibility or financial awareness. Maybe we have to be careful in how we define credibility here. But uh, you tell us whether you agree or disagree with their statements. And the reason I'm okay. hesitant to say financial credibility is because the first <laughs> one is Jim Cramer. Yeah. The, uh, the, the mad money guy uh, yeah. on TV that we've all seen. Very entertaining. But yes. uh, but but the credibility side of that could be in question. Anyway, mm-hmm. Jim Cramer, a lot of people do enjoy watching him and listening to him. He said... He is entertaining, yes. He said, we're all wrong so often that it amazes me that we can have any conviction at all over the direction of things to come, but we must. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what direction to go in, but pick one. You know, like a lot of things Jim says, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, so first of all, you know, I don't, I, I will agree with this. Jim Cramer and a lot of his ilk are wrong most of the time. I mean, in fact, there's study after study um, that comes up. Um, an, another great um, advisor who sees the world as I do, Dan Solon, has taken Jim Cramer on. Jim Cramer has been challenged time and again for stock picking contests that he will not compete in because he knows he can't win. Um, he's out there to basically um, sell a product, which is his commercial, you know, it's his show, his show. And if they can get commercials, it works. But if Jim Cramer knew anything about where the direction markets were heading, he wouldn't be telling you for free. He wouldn't tell you at all. Um, be very careful with people like Jim Cramer. I, I personally feel that very few people have done more damage to the American investor than he has. So um, just like all pundits, if they tell you they know something's going to happen, question it. I mean, I think I'm one of the few who literally will say, I have no idea. I have no idea where the market's at. I have no idea where Procter & Gamble stock is going. No one does. Now, if you're going to ask me where I think stocks will go over the next 10, 20 years, yeah, I think it's very likely they're going to go up. You know, as a friend of mine likes to say, you know, nobody knows where the next 100% or no one knows where the the next 20% move is down or up. But I can tell you where the next 100% move is, and it's going to be up. So be careful, people like Jim Cramer. I'm glad he admits he's wrong. Um, in fact, this, I've got more damning quotes from Jim Cramer than just this one where he admits his <laughs> flaws. But that doesn't stop him to go right back out again and um, you know, talk about some success he had 25 years ago as if it's relevant today. It's not. Be careful. Um, you know, the, only, the only thing we can say about Jim Cramer is he's, at least he's, he's honest about it. But there's a lot of other people that have uh, got less notoriety who are basically trying to sell you the same uh, bill of goods. So once again, unless you get the chairman's briefcase or some insider knowledge that nobody else has, which is illegal to act upon, so don't act on it, you're speculating. Jim Cramer's a speculator, and it's times like this where he kind of admits it. 
and that's uh, that's true to remember something that's very good. That's Jim Cramer. Now, somebody with maybe a lot more financial credibility, a lot of dedicated followers, would be somebody like Dave Ramsey. Um, yes. You've heard the uh, the Dave Ramsey show. Uh, right. Really good at getting people out of debt uh, is one yes. of his main programs uh, that a lot of people follow. And he's he's and again has that entertainment factor as well. Very fun to listen to when it yes. comes to financial stuff. He said, "You don't need a credit score. Credit is an I love debt score." What do you think yes. about that? And, 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 well, and you know, and like a lot of wise financial people. Um, Dave Ramsey is bald with a gray goatee. So, you know, you, you can't, I mean, when you got those two things going. You do through, actually kind of look like Dave Ramsey now that you mentioned Well, that. we're all part of a club. You know, people say that about bald men. Though. And anyway. Are, are you part, um, are you part, of, part of, uh, bald-headed men of America? No, but I might join it because I'm proudly bald. I, once, I always try to tell people that I'm bald by choice. I once <laughs> knew the head of the bald, uh, men of America organization. No pun intended, the head, right? (laughs) (laughs) Badoonch. Rimshot. (laughs) Um, Okay. This issue of debt. First of all, he's absolutely right when he when he tries very hard to counsel people out of debt. Uh, the fact that that so many people have massive amounts of credit card debt is 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 insane. Uh, you know, they're paying fifteen twenty percent a year. People are trying to file for bankruptcy to be relieved of it. Uh, it's not a good way to go. Um, now, I do think in many ways Dave takes it to an extreme. I know his his intent is if he takes it to an extreme, people will at least meet him part of the way. With, better than not going at all. So in Dave Ramsey's world, you're not even supposed to have a mortgage. I don't have a problem with people having a mortgage. Uh, you have to have housing costs. That's fine. I do agree with Dave that that home ownership is not a great investment. Uh, very few people, unlike our earlier caller, um, really make money on their home. They, they, they don't. Um, so when you factor in um, the, the interest cost and the, the insurance and the property taxes and the maintenance and the upkeep, uh, most people don't make money on, on their home. So I agree with him in that regard. Um, but, you know, credit can be useful. Um, if, if you've ever had a business, you know how difficult it is to start a business without getting some credit or some type of an investor in there. On the other hand, I, I don't like the obsession that people have for credit scores because he's right. It's just kind of a mental thing. Well, as soon as I get it up, I'm going to go borrow more. No. You know, take pride in not owing money. Take pride in being able to pay cash for your cars. The key is patience. And if there's anything he teaches, and I totally agree, it, it's that. It's the P word I used to tell my, my, my son when he wanted everything today. I said, no, patience. Things will come. You have to have a plan for them. And, um, and, and debt is a way to avoid having a plan, and it ultimately will be the most expensive strategy that you go with. And I also view this as a good example of who the advice is intended for. A lot of times, Dave Ramsey, advi- uh, Dave Ramsey's advice, although good a lot of the time, is meant for people who are really struggling in debt. Yes. And that may not be you. You may be out of debt. No. You may be uh, a savvy investor, somebody who's yep. been dedicated to you know saving money for retirement for a long time. And, and that's just not – you can't take that advice that's meant for somebody who's just starting the process. Exactly. And, and like everything that you hear with the radio, it ultimately it has to be customized to you. But yeah, it's kind of like uh, somebody quoting something from the Old Testament and saying, well, you see, God said this. Well, he said that to a certain person during a certain situation. He's not saying it to everybody. And that's true, too. I mean, I will tell you, if you follow Dave's advice and never owe money, you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. I'd rather you go that way than the other extreme. Sure. On the other hand, um, there are some useful tools of debt. In fact, if for any other reason, if you have a credit card that gives you points and mileage, you pay it off every month, you're a fool not to take full advantage of that. 
um, you know, I can't tell you how many vacations we've been able to have over the years as a that I didn't have to pay for. So uh, you're right. There's a balance. You have to know who the audience is. Um, everything that ultimately needs to be customized to your situation. And that's why we're such big believers in having specific planning done for our clients so that it is customized directly for them. Again, the number to call to reach Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril, 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-784-9326. If you're here in Cincinnati and Dayton, want to know more about the financial planning process that Dan and his team takes, 844-QUIZ-DAN, your number to call. You can also go to quizdan.com. All right, Tony Robbins. Have you heard a lot of uh, Tony Robbins' stuff over the years, Dan? Yeah, uh, Tony. Uh, I guess now is an investment expert, right? Motivation- go ahead. Let's, re- let, let's Motiv- read. Motiv- motivational speaker. Yeah, walk turned, through fire. Yeah, yeah. turned uh, right. turned now financial expert. Yeah. Uh, says stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. To me, it kind of sounds like that'd yeah, be wishy washy. But yeah, what do well, you read into I, it? The only thing I can think of, maybe, and I hate to compare him to John Wooden, is John Wooden had a famous line that said. Uh, be quick, but don't hurry. Um, this is actually, I think, a yogiism. I have no idea what, what, yeah. what Tony Robbins means. It, it, people my are best trying advice, to be yogi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My advice, my advice is, don't listen to Tony Robbins when it comes to financial advice. He will even tell you, even though he wrote this book, and then got a lot of criticism for the book. Said, "Well, I'm not a financial advisor." So he's trying to have it both ways. Look, Tony Robbins is in the business of writing books and, and selling tapes and all that kind of stuff. Um, he'll, he'll do one about um, global warming if he thinks that that's going to create enough interest and it's not going to make him a scientist. So uh, I don't really know what he does. In fact, I, I actually did buy his very first program when I was in my 20s. And I'll never forget, one of the things he talked about was under finances. You just got to find a way to make 18% and you can double your money every five, six years or four or five years. You know, of course, he wasn't explaining how to do it. He just said you had to figure out a way. It was the most worthless thing I ever listened to. So I don't know what his expertise are. It's not finance. He'll even admit it's not finance. So, you know, we give away some really, really good books every week on this show by people who are trained in finance and uh, whether it be Charles Ellis book or Burton Malkiel's book or, you know, a number of them take advantage of those leave Tony Robbins for the fire walking or whatever it is that he does. Um, let us help you with, with some really sound financial principles that are given by people who, if they haven't won the Nobel prize yet, probably will someday who at least follow Nobel prize winning strategies. And um, you know, you're going to be much better, body who you know one day is talking about you know walking through fire or is in some you know um silly movie or you know whatever it is that he does i still don't know but if you read if you just google him and the the feedback that he's got on this book he wrote boy he is really backtracking big time i think he probably has regrets he came out with this one but yeah i you know you're right wishy-washy wishy-washy is what people say when they don't have convictions right and um in this case he certainly doesn't have convictions he's saying have convictions but be flexible with those convictions (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what that's supposed to mean i just know that you're probably not going to get wealthy following that advice so just just be a little bit mindful Sometimes the generic advice is fun, but sometimes you need a little bit more specifics for your situation. And unfortunately, we can't give you specifics on the radio, but Dan, people can get specifics when they come to meet with you. Yeah, no, exactly. And and, and do yourself the favor and, and, and act on this. Um, the lack of, of, of specifics really hurts people because they, they follow these, these silly rules of thumb completely unaware 
of how it's going to help them. So, you know, here we are, we're getting towards the end of another year. You know you're going to probably want to make a resolution that says, you know what, I'm going to get my financial house in order. I'm really going to have a plan this year. Well, you know what, let's, let's beat the resolution. I'm not into resolutions. I'm into goals. So let's set a goal. Let's take our financial planning to a higher level. Let's put it through a stress test that gives you clear ideas to whether or not you're really heading in the right direction. We'll give you the tools and techniques that are not dependent upon a crystal ball. They're not dependent on me trying to forecast because nobody can forecast. These are tried and true principles that have stood the test of time. Objective planning, holistic planning, you owe it to yourself. Come in, do it now. Don't, don't put it off. Don't say, you know, when I get home, I'll do it. No, because you're going to forget. Do it right now. Pull the car over or if you're not driving, you can make the call. Just don't do it while you're driving. Pull over, make the call, call our number. I'll give you a call Monday, 9 o'clock. We'll talk. We'll get a feel for what your situation is. And if me and my staff can help you, we will. If you don't need our help, I'm going to tell you that too, which really surprises a lot of people. How many people I talk to and I say, you know what? Sounds like you got it together. Go. But if you need help, I'm going to show you how to do it. I'm going to show you in a way that it's designed to protect you from the, the, the product selling cabal that's out there trying to just get you to buy stuff and not have a good strategy in place. So here's the number that you need to call and the website where you can go to find out more information about Dan Capril and the team at Matson and Capril serving the Cincinnati and Dayton areas. Uh, your local wealth coach here on Solving the Financial Puzzle. Call 844-QUIZ-DAN. That's 844-QUIZ-DAN or 844-784-9326. That's 844-784-9326. Or you can go to quizdan.com for great information there as well. You can learn lots of really good things about the financial world here on the show, of course. We try to be informative and entertaining all at the same time, but really we want to implore you to get specific, customized advice and you have to do that by meeting with a financial planner, by meeting with an advisor, by meeting with that coach, that guide to get you through uh, retirement. Not just to retirement, all the way through retirement. Make the right financial decisions as well with your life as you uh, get further and further into your investing life. 844-QUIZ-DAN is that number to call. That's 844-784-9326. 844 9326 or quizdan.com. Dan, we're out of time for this week, but appreciate the help as always. Have a fantastic week, and we'll talk again soon. You too, Walter, and uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. Again, there are offices in Cincinnati, Beaver Creek, Northern Kentucky as well. The number to call to reach Dan Capril and the team, 844-QUIZ-DAN. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you on the next Solving the Financial Puzzle. Information provided on today's show is provided for information purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with an investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Dan Capril is an investment advisor representative of MPM Wealth Advisors and Capril Wealth Coaching, LLC. Both firms are registered investment advisors. To obtain a copy of Form ADV and a private policy statement for either firm, call 800-353-7923.